Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Welcome to the 17th episode of Doing Divorce Different. I'm Lisa Koski, and I'm excited for you to hear all the information shared by JJ Flazanes. She is an empowerment strategist. She's the host of a great podcast called The Fit to Love Podcast. She's written books about fitness and foods. You've maybe even seen her in shape and on Fox and other national and local television programs. And she is here with us today to give us some of her personal advice on how she walked through the divorce process and how she thinks she can help you have a successful divorce and beyond. Stay tuned. I want to let you know about something new and amazing. We are offering a group divorce course, and this is a novel idea. It may seem, you know, counterintuitive to a lot of you, but it works, especially if you are a person who likes to be in community with other people going through what you're going through. So if this is something that interests you, or if you need any kind of divorce support, please connect with me at lisakoski.com. You can fill out a consultation request. And I want to let you know that this course is available up until November 1st. So please sign up now and learn, learn more about how you can still be anonymous, have your own paperwork, work one-on-one with me and in a group setting. I'm Lisa Koski, and I am so excited to have JJ Flazanes with me today. And I think what makes me so excited is this is a little bit different for me um, because I'm a lawyer and I do the lawyering thing. And I truly want my clients to feel empowered through their divorce. I want the process to be a healing journey to them. And, and I am, I mean, I am so into JJ. I just heard you um, on a podcast recently and um, kind of fell in love with you. And it is a piece of my life. You talk about things. um, And I like to coach my clients a little bit. You talk about more, you're an empowerment strategist and there's so much more to you. I mean, you're kind of a big deal, which makes me a little bit nervous. You're featured in shape and fitness and women's health. You've been on NBC, CBS, and Fox. And um, and that's why I think you're a little familiar to me because you're in that world that I watch a lot. But I think that our well-being is so tied to our health, our emotions, our wellness. And so that's why I want to bring you in to teach, you know, teach my listeners how 
going through this process, they can still be in power and not unafraid. And so I first want to get a little bit of a story about how you got into doing what you're doing, because, you know, you have an, an interesting background and you do a lot of things. I do. And you told me that this show is only 20 or 30 minutes. So let me, um, cause that, that story could be 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, okay. Highlights, uh, actress, singer, dancer, turned personal trainer, performer, educator, teacher, turned podcaster, always wanted to, I've been interested in emotions and astrology and psychology and law of attraction. And it just sort of just kept snowballing into deeper questions and expansive points of view. And I myself actually started my podcast uh, to save my marriage. So I, I know that I did well, fit to love. So I don't know if yep. Uh, yep. The, the one that's right up here. So fit yep. to love was uh, my original show. And it was a, an outlet that I needed to teach and to put out into the world that which I was learning and wanted to share. And at the same time, I was also a trainer. I was teaching people how to eat paleo, gluten-free, dairy-free, keto, easy cooking. I was doing cooking shows and, and personal training fitness shows and also dealing with, you know, all the aspects of a person. That's why my the mind, body, soul behind me is like you can't you can't compartmentalize one part of your life and think it doesn't influence or bleed over into another. How you do one thing is how you do everything. The belief system that runs you influences every choice you make. And what people don't realize a lot of times is you can choose your beliefs. And if you haven't chosen your beliefs, they've chosen you by default. So you're operating from a system that you haven't even evaluated to see if it fits your life and where you want to go. And so that's how I started my podcast. And then it just turned into, it just kept snowballing from there. And I got more and more into, let's say just the law of attraction, epigenetics, quantum physics, because to me, that's the top of everything, like all medical, all chemistry, all biology is influenced by those things. And so we can't, again, we can't separate them because they, it's, it's like you take it out of, out of that world and you're looking at it independently, but you don't realize that the, the major influences are your beliefs, how you see the world, what it is you're looking at, the picture that you have in your mind. And, uh, and so with that, I, I've moved into business coaching, which is mind, body, and soul. I've got a mastermind. I have my own trainers that I'm training, the Empowerment Strategist Certification, uh, to help me serve the world with the tools that I use with my clients. While I can't make them mini-me's, I can try. And uh, I can give them the tools because I'm working with a lot of cancer patients now that work with Dr. Nisha Winters. And, and just anyone who recognizes that there's something missing, that I don't feel... I don't feel secure and solid in in what's going on with me like i feel like there's something more and as someone who's been through a divorce who worked tirelessly and probably did every tool i had at the time and more i mean i've learned some new things since starting my show that i didn't use but i i exhausted all kinds of different therapeutic tools for myself mm -hmm. to change the only thing i have control over which is me yeah. and brought that to my marriage now there was nothing wrong with what had happened it was perfect the way that it went from you know choosing it to ending it to everything in between was divine timing to get me here so i wouldn't change a thing right. and i think that that's something that people are that are going through a divorce 
when we get into the blame game and I heard, I know you're a mediator and, and you, and that, that topic is so, you know, one of the things that I focused on this entire time and always do is taking your power back instantaneously by not being a victim, by trying to see things from a different perspective, that life is always working out for you and that the choices and beliefs that you have made up until now are serving you. And it, and it isn't to be blamed because when we get into that disempowering, it's your fault. You betrayed me. You did this. You did that. Uh, there's no winning that conversation ever. It will always feel bad. It will never feel good. You're never going to feel empowered being a victim. You So I go to the extreme other side and say, take responsibility for everything. Because from that vantage point, there's something for you to do about it or something for you to learn about it or some way for you to grow with it. But if we go to the other side of blame, there's no way out of that. And, you know, JJ, you're, what you're saying hits home because so many of my clients or people that I know who maybe entered into the divorce and didn't want it, when they get to the other side, they're so thankful they went through it. Doesn't make it easier at the time, but for people to know that it is for them and that they're not a victim, I love that. And I did just listen. I think you just did a workshop and there were people talking about, and I thought, oh, she doesn't sugarcoat things. And you know, sometimes when I talk to my clients, it can be hard to hear. You know, it can be hard when you're feeling sad to hear, like when my husband tells me not to be a victim, sometimes I feel like I want to punch him in the face. You know, because that's hard to hear, but it's so, so true. And, you know, I just have to tell you, so I kind of stalk people, you know, when I know they're going to be on. And I was driving and I wrote something down and I just want you to talk about it a little bit because I also have a coach and she has said this, but for some reason, when I listened, it resonated with me um, so well. And it was, you said, you were talking about feelings and how you have to feel it before you get there. And you said, the only reason you want anything is because you think it'll make you feel better. And you cannot get it until you feel the feeling. So you can't really get there until you feel, feel the feeling that you're looking for. And then when you do, you don't need it. Ah, I don't know. That was like, um, I felt like I got struck by lightning. <laughs> And my coach was like, I've told you that a million times, but so true. And I think it's kind of tied in with changing your thoughts or your beliefs as you referred to it. So can you give my listeners, I mean, I think especially for the people who maybe don't want this, some people are ready for the divorce and they want to move forward. And that's a little different than if you don't feel ready for it and the other person is. Do you have some advice on how they can work through it? Yeah, the, I taught a little mini course, if you will. It was a three-step process that I taught at my workshop this past weekend. It's on one of my shows. It's on Fit to Love, episode 118, like way back in the beginning. I'm getting ready to do my 600th episode in a couple of weeks. So way in the beginning, um, episode 118, Three Steps to Effective Communication, and I'll give you the link to download these sheets. It's jjflazanes.com forward slash feelings list. So plural, feelings list. And we and will put that in the show notes. So 
Yeah, you can download the needs and feelings list and the vibrational scale to show you sort of where you are and where you want to go and what little changes you can make just to feel a little bit better and get a little bit of relief. But whether you're going through a divorce process or not, and honestly, I've had people who come to me and their marriage is about ready to crack open and they're still together because it's the idea that, so I'm not saying, you know, I don't know how far in the divorce process everybody is who's listening to your show, but if they're just beginning and they don't want it, uh, this work could help you either not need it or feel better during it and realize why you're there in the first place. Cause you can't change the other person, but you can change you. And when you change your energy change influences others around you and how they react to you because you are different. And I've done this over and over again, both in my marriage as well as is in my life. So, uh, so the three step process, is to, first of all, most people aren't really aware of their feelings. And the reason why that probably struck you is because we have a lot of words, we have a lot of ideas and beliefs and tools and, and programs to like get things. We're like, oh, you want more money. Oh, you want a relationship. Yeah. Oh, you want a divorce. Oh, you want a whatever. Whatever it is that you want. And the bottom line is, this is why I, you know, I'm, I've been harping on this for 20 years. Uh, is the, only, the only thing that matters literally is how you feel. That's mm -hmm. the only reason why you're doing anything. It's like to feel better, period. End of story. <laughs> like anything that you want, like evaluate that. Oh, I want to have a retirement plan. Why? So I can feel security. So I right. can feel safe. Okay. I want a relationship. Why? So I can feel love and support. Okay. I want to lose weight. Why? So when I look in the mirror, I like myself and I feel better about myself. Like every single freaking thing in your life is about how you feel, period. Mm -hmm. So, so with that in mind, Starting with being aware of what your feelings are is really important. And most people don't have a language for that. So uh, on the feelings list, there are a hundred different feelings words. So you can start with that and say, well, how, because each different feeling has a different vibration and frequency to it, like a little different tone. I talk a lot about gratitude, appreciation, rampage appreciation, which is a law of attraction exercise. And I'm, a, and I get a little, and again, it's my thing, but and, you know, words have energy. It's not really about the word. It's about the energy attached to the word. And when you saw, when a lot of people say gratitude, because that's a huge hot word, right? Mm -hmm. Gratitude. What's attached to gratitude a lot of times is the backstory. So on that word, people say, I'm grateful for this new thing that I have because before it was really bad. And so what happens is you're attaching the negative energy to this word. So the word's a little heavy right? versus appreciation, which is normally cleaner. I appreciate it's like end of story. I appreciate we're having this conversation. I appreciate that yeah. it rained here in Ohio the other day. I appreciate my new jewelry that I have on. I appreciate, right? There's no backstory and therefore it's slightly cleaner uh -huh. and therefore more powerful. So when you look at all the needs and feelings and all the feeling words, uh, each feeling has a little bit of a different um, tone to it, if you will, you know, rage is different than irritated. Right. And, and so to really clue into where are you emotionally? So step one would be to figure out how you feel. And you know what? I, I have to say another thing, another reason I think that list is so important because often when I ask myself or someone else, how are you feeling? They reply with a thought, mm -hmm. you know, we don't even know how to talk about it. So if you have this mm -hmm. list to look at, Oh, you know, you can kind of start to think, and I think that will make you more aware. So thank you. Right. We often, you're right. We often talk in like, I, I think, or I believe, yeah. or I feel like, and then we tell a story, but those aren't feeling words. <laughs> like, so that doesn't, we got to get to the bottom of, well, what's underneath that? I had a therapist client once and she just would go on and on and on and on and on and on about like the story. And I stopped her after a year and I said, <laughs> there's a lot of words for you're afraid. 
Right. Doesn't matter why. Doesn't matter how we got here. You are afraid. You currently have fear. So let's just be there. We don't need all the words. We don't need the story. And trust me, I like words. But there's, there's, we're addicted to our stories, keeping us Mm -hmm. stuck. And we have to get beneath it. What's it really about for you? And sometimes that exercise, just figuring out the feelings, is enough for people. However, it's not enough. It's not enough. Once you figure out the feeling, you have to know that the only reason why you have a negative feeling is because you either have a need that's not being met or the perception of a need not being met. So, so step two would be to figure out, okay, I have my feeling, I'm feeling whatever. Okay, we'll take me as an example. I'm, I was feeling uh, angry and sad and frustrated, all right? So what was the need that was creating this feeling, the perception of the need not being met? Uh, and I'm gonna say top level, because this, this worksheet, you take a little bit of time with it respect, commitment, uh, my need for commitment, respect, my need for communication, my need for trust, my need for connection. Okay, all those things are not being met. Now, in my mind, and most people are going to start this way, you can't help it. You're going to blame somebody else. What, What you have in your mind is that that person didn't give me this. Okay, but here's the here's the thing. We can't our needs are our needs, regardless of who we're talking about or whatever the situation is. The person in question is just a mirror to reflect back at you what you are not giving you. Right. So so through step three, so what's the feeling? What's the need that's not being met? Step three, what are the strategies I can take to get the need met? And this is the important part that do not require anybody else to be different. Love this. So in my example, I'm... I was feeling disrespected or lack of respect, disconnection, uh, trust, communication. Okay, all those things. And in my mind, I'm blaming other people. But I know this is a mirror. So you just turn that mirror around and say, well, how am I disrespecting myself or not respecting myself? Because by the way, disrespect is not a feeling. It's an interpretation. But respect, so a need for respect is a thing. I have a need for respect. And it looks like this to me for these reasons. Okay, well, what's the bottom line? Well, then you're not respecting you. Because if I'm the point of attraction and I'm pulling these people in and they're responding to me, then I have to start with what I'm not doing for me. And what does that look like? And once I figured that out, oh, I had an action plan of what to do about it. So I think that, and it's, again, it's a whole new way of looking at things because you want to say, well, he didn't do, or she didn't do, or they didn't do and say, well, if they just change, I'd feel better. But it's not that they're just a mirror reflecting back at you things that you are trying to get from others that you have to get for yourself. first. Right. right. And if people can learn this while they're going through a divorce, just think of the future opportunities they are going to have because they are going to feel respected. They respect themselves and then they're going to meet someone because they got here for a reason. And let's like have them move forward so that it can be a better, a better relationship in the future. I have to ask you something because I'm in awe. Did you say you've known this for 20 years? Because I'm just figuring it out and I'm getting, you know, I'm a little mature. <laughs> I have, uh, so I'm going to say I started learning a lot of this in 2002. So maybe 20 years. Yeah, it's getting there. Um, I mean, I wasn't always good at all of it. I had, I learned it as I was going and I, 
I, I took responsibility as, as, as when it was said to me, what I heard was you're the creator of your own reality. And I was like, <laughs> and all of a sudden I thought, oh my God, it resonated. And I went, well, the good news, see, and, and over the years, I've said that to people and had the exact opposite response from them. Right. And I had to figure out why, what that was about. And I realized it was because I don't carry around guilt and shame about what has happened to me. I look, I heard that and it meant for me, if you don't like something, you 100% have the opportunity to change it. And other people I know who carry around a lot of guilt and shame and feel very, very, and I'm not saying we all don't feel broken on some level. We all don't have those kinds of, we absolutely do. But when they would hear it, they would hear, mm, I didn't want this. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for all these bad things to happen to me. And so I started to be a little more sensitive in how I said that. Um, because I just want to make sure people understood that when we look at why we're here, why we're on the planet, why do we incarnate in these bodies? Why are we here in this lifetime? Like there's a bigger, more expansive point of view here. It's not just the bubble of what happened today with this person there, you know, and, and I, I tend to attract people with interest in this more spiritual, deeper conversations, sort of the older souls, if you will. And, um, and so I've learned how to, how to, like when you said you, um, you started like, I guess, stalk me. I've got people who either binge listen to my show or want to write me a negative review within the first five minutes because oh. I've, because I've, I've, I'm a catalyst. So I'll say something and you know, in this forum, I don't know who's listening. Right. I don't know you. So if I say something that pisses you off, you better freaking know that's within you. It isn't my fault. I'm just putting the mirror up and you don't like it. And you want to use me as your punching bag to blame me for it. Exactly. So, yes. But it still doesn't, it still happens because I got a lot of fire. And so people that don't want to hear it will just lash back and which is fine. I don't care. Cause it's not about me. And I know that. And that's what, that's what the personal self growth work does. It gets you to understand that criticism about you is never really about you. Okay, talk more a little bit more about that. So back to like, all you want is to feel good. And all you're doing is looking yeah. for things to feel better. We most of us stop ourselves from our lives and growing and expanding in whatever ways, because we don't want criticism because we're looking for love. <laughs> we're looking for yeah. love. And if you put it out there, you're wanting people to like you because you want to receive the love. But again, we're, we're prostituting ourselves by saying, I don't love me enough. Will you love me if I say or do this? And now we've again, become the victim of the other person's reaction to let us know if we're lovable or not. And again, that's going to stop you from growing every time as a person in a relationship, as a business owner, as a public speaker, as whatever it is you do in life. And when you can really be clear and, and build that relationship with yourself, know who you are, know what your strengths are, know what your weaknesses are, and embrace and love all of them into the ugly parts you don't like and learn how to shine some light on them, then you'll always hear someone else's criticism as it being about you. And it's never yes. about you. So JJ, would you say that, I mean, I know there's a lot of really important lessons, but what I'm finding more and more is probably the most important one is to love yourself. I mean, do you think that that is because Absolutely. But most people don't know how. Right. <laughs> so they'll say, what do you mean love myself? What does self-care mean? I did a whole show on self-care because I'm like, well, let me go through what it means. <laughs> right. Well, what but, show, is it on your podcast or is it? It, it is. I don't, um, I will have to find it for you. Let me know um, and then I'll put that in. Okay. How do I love myself might be the title. I don't know, but I'll look for it because again, okay. I, on fit to love, we're getting close to 600 episodes on spirit purpose okay. energy. We're the 315. So I have to find, I have to find it. All right. Can you give me um, a little, give the listener sure. a little bit? Because 
that's going to get them, if they can love themselves and then use those three steps that you gave us and, you know, prepare for that first mediation, I think it's going to be the start of something amazing. I want to go back if I could for just a second, yeah. not, not in this conversation, but in how I would and how I, and how my trainers are kind of handling um, and how I'm handling cancer patients. I take concepts that it might take you 10 years in therapy to get to because someone listens to all your stories and then they have to like gently like bring you back. I go straight like right from the start to find out what your core wounds are because until you know what your core wounds are, you will be guessing circumstantially by every single conversation, every single scenario. It's like, can we just get to, can we cut to the chase? Cause at the bottom of all of this, is a core wound or two or three that literally has made every choice in your life from what you do, the friends you have, the partner you've chosen and why, because our whole entire journey is about trying to get what we didn't get from our caregivers. So I kind of go really straight there because how do I love myself is going to be different than how you love yourself. Right. How the next person loves themselves because we have to give to ourselves that which we did not get, but we need to know what it is first in order to be able to do that. Right. And then of course there's other levels to that. There's love languages, there's astrology and your energy and like what, what is meaningful to you, but we still have to go with, well, what is it I'm looking for? What is it I'm searching for? What is the hole in my boat that I haven't been able to plug up yet because I don't even know where it is. And right. let's go there because it's the reason why you got married in the first place. It's the reason why you chose your partner to heal the wounds of your past. And maybe you didn't succeed in that because you didn't have the tools to do it. Well, then let's go backwards and start to do it now. Better late than never, because if you don't fix it now, your next relationship will be another reflection of those wounds. I love that. And we don't want that. We want no. that to be like the turning point, the new life, the... Oh, okay. So tell me, you went through your divorce. You said it wasn't horrible. You no, because it it wasn't horrible. Well, I mean, okay, horrible. I did not, there were no lawyers. There was no mediation. There was an easy agreement. I mean, there was a lawyer that was a friend of my ex's who did the paperwork um, or did the agreement between us, but my ex paid for the, you know, to file it. Other than that, I was hands off uh, because I was committed to having us fix it because to me, I got into my marriage knowing that the real work starts once you get married uh, and knowing that these are things we're going to have to work on. And I don't think he understood that. I think he thought things were just going to be great. His wounds would be healed. And then we're just going to be happy ever after, have a great time. And so the work was hard. But and here's what I tell all people. And I'm currently my my partner in life, Doug, uh, he had to go through two divorces uh, to get here, to be so open, to understand. And not that he didn't know what he didn't know. And now he's super committed to understanding and he gets it. But it took two divorces to like literally break him open and awake. He was unconscious. Now he's awake. Thank God for me. Uh, right. I mean, not, not, not for me. Thank God. I mean, thank, thank God, because for me, this is great. Right. Now I have a partner who's going to therapy, who is like, we do couples things. we go to couples retreats. We have these conversations. We do these processes. So, um, yeah. So in terms of, um, it wasn't, 
easy. I cried for months and years after, even in my relationship with Doug, because our, our marriages sort of fell apart at the same time. So while we were coming together, we were also healing from what had happened, which at the time made it seem like, is this going to be a, is this what the rebound? Is this a rebound relationship? Right. And, it, and it wasn't, but it could have been looked at that way because we were really supporting each other through a really hard time. And I loved my husband and I didn't want it to be another person. I, I really applied all my love attraction tools to the marriage, but the universe had other plans because uh, I wasn't mm -hmm. uh, listening because I'm a very committed person. Yeah. When I, when I figured that out. So, yeah, I mean, it was, by the end of the day, you have to, under, you have to ask yourself, I can only do so much. There's a lot to do though. There's a lot of people don't do half the things they can be doing. And that I didn't want to be that person. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to take on the responsibility of, of I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to change me and I'm going to like learn how to look at things differently. And I'm going to be more compassionate and I'm going to see all of my wounds and I'm going to be better for you because I'll be better for me too. And I did yeah. that and I exhausted that to the point where I realized my partner didn't want to do that. He didn't want to work that hard. And he said it multiple times and I wasn't listening because again, I'm a committed person. And I thought, but you committed, this is a marriage. This is like forever. Like, why wouldn't you, if something's not right, why wouldn't we fix it? To me, it did not compute. Why would we not fix something right. not working well? But I had to learn the hard way that a lot of people have no interest in fixing things because they don't want to, they don't want to feel the pains of their past. So right. it wasn't, wasn't horrible. There wasn't fighting. There wasn't lawyers. There was respect, gratitude, but there was a lot of sadness, a yep. lot, a lot of sadness. Yeah. And you know, I, you, I don't know that you can avoid that. I have a lot of people that come to me who don't want to fight. Um, and that's why they're coming to me because we're going to work together and do it. But I, I have people that fight. I have people that don't. And I have people who just want to get it done with. And what they don't get is that it is hard. You know, I can't sugarcoat it and say, this is going to be easy. Let me take this away from you and do it all. And blah, it'll be fine. It's not. It's hard, but you can grow through it. And that's why you're adding value to my listeners right now, because this is going to help them so that they can make the choice to put the work in to start improving that journey and to just heal beyond this. And so, oh, I'm so thankful that you're here. And like I said, in the show notes, there's so many ways to follow you. Um, we will have the connectors, but if you want to, you know, let us know anything. I know you have a blog about divorce that's helpful. I have a podcast, but I, podcast. but on, uh, but they have mostly the same shows. So just any of the shows will have a lot of the same content on it at this point. I mean, I have, I shouldn't say that, but all the shows, okay. Women, men and relationships, which usually men are attracted to because it's a black cover. Um, I've got um, spirit, purpose and energy, which women, yeah, which, which, uh, let's see, that one is not, I did not add that to this banner, but, um, okay. let me just, let me just take you around. So we've got nutritional alternative medicine, spirit, purpose, and energy fit to love, um, health and wealth. So, uh, again, but like I said, a lot of the content's going to be similar, um, on all the shows. So just find whichever one you find, type in my name into the podcast search and you'll see all the content that I yeah. have. Um, I just want to say one thing about the whole idea of divorce, if that, if I can real quick, because I, I think it's a really, I think it's a really important statement to make. 
and I'm saying this with as much um, love. I don't know you all, but you hopefully, again, I've been through it. So it's not like I'm saying something that I didn't experience myself, but you're going through a divorce to learn a lesson that you didn't learn in your marriage. And you married the person you married to heal the wounds of your past. And if that didn't happen because you weren't awake to that or knew that or had the tools for that or had somebody ready to be on board with that, you're having another opportunity right now. Mm -hmm. And and it's it a divorce is a call to reevaluate how you know where you are with those wounds because I will have people who will go through a divorce. I had one uh, couple of their friends and she she had already been divorced before. So this would be her second divorce. And I begged them, they didn't listen, but I, cause they weren't, they weren't listeners to my show or anything, but I begged them to go through the therapy that I recommended or the processes I recommended because I said, look, even if you end up not going to like being together on the other side of this, you're going to repeat these lessons. They will come in the next person. I promise you, you cannot outrun your need to heal this. So a divorce isn't a mistake. A divorce is the next evolution of your journey into healing your wounds, period. So I don't want it to be like, there's a mistake here. I made a mistake. This was wrong. This is bad. Nope. This is just the next call to action for you to now click into and be conscious to that there are wounds inside of you that if you don't heal, I promise you, you will repeat this in the next relationship. I love that quote, and I am going to go back and write that down. That was amazing. And, you know, I, you have made me a better mediator just listening to you. So I appreciate that. I took lots of notes, <laughs> and we'll have a lot in the show notes. And JJ, thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Lisa, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. This just flew by. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate you asking these questions. And I appreciate the opportunity to give people some hope and to understanding and take some of that responsibility from the situation that you think is bad and that it's it's a blip of something that you've done wrong. It's a failure. It's really not. And I, I dealt with that. I didn't want to have a failure, which is why I worked so hard. But it's it's part of your process and you will heal through this if you do it consciously and get some help with it. Amen. I love it. Thanks so much, JJ. Thank you so much for joining us. Please see the show notes for all the ways that you can connect with JJ Flazanes. We'll see you next week.